Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The types and pictures seen in Exodus have long been wonderful material for Bible study. Many of the deepest teachings and doctrines of the Christian faith can be seen in these types. But the real significance of these items might surprise you. While it is indeed important, even needful, to understand and study the great truths of Scripture, the greater benefit comes when these truths are used by the Holy Spirit to guide us into all the reality experientially. That deeper experience of Christ as life was the focus of the ministry of both Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, and will again be our focus on today's life study of the Bible. Matt Miller, back with us today. Always good to have you, Matt. Another uh, marvelous portion from Exodus today. Excellent program today, Chris. I hope our listeners will stay with us for it. Yeah. You know, Matt, in the opening here, we just mentioned the matter of these wonderful types in Exodus being mainly to help us come into a deeper experience of Christ. Today, we're going to see Christ as the lampstand in the holy place and I was thinking this might seem a bit mystical or perhaps even be a little intimidating to some of our listeners not familiar with this kind of typology. But we're really speaking about something very normal in our Christian life, aren't we? Yes, Chris. And I would say this program in particular is a classic of why this ministry is, as you said earlier, so experiential. Something in the Bible that is so objective, like a lampstand in the tabernacle, can be unrelated to our experience. But we'll see in this program today how it's very experiential and it's very applicable. That's why I say I hope our listeners will stay with us for it. Well, Matt, in this first portion today, one of the things we're going to see is that even the description and the design of this lampstand and the detail uh, that uh, the Lord went to when he was giving this revelation to Moses is all very significant and points to something we just don't want to miss. Here's Witness Lee. When we come to all the types on the tabernacle, we pay much more attention to the experiential side than the doctrinal side. Through all the years, I have been learning one thing, that all these tabs are not for doctrine. They should be for our experiences. And the experiences should not be a kind of so-called general Christian experiences. It has to be experiences of Christ. Six points here. What are the six points? 
growing, branching, budding, blossoming, shine, light. I tell you, if you have never reached the last step, there's no shining. You shine by blossoming. You blossom to shine. Then light comes out from the shining. Yet, you have to remember, we are not talking about ourselves here. We are not talking about ourselves here. We are what? We are <clears throat> on Christ. Amen. Who is the lampstand? Don't say, you are. No. Don't say, I am. No. The lampstand is Christ. Amen. Of course, this is not uh, the uh, simple Christ. It's not so simple because it is a lampstand. One lampstand, right? Yet, it has, what? Six branches. Not just one stalk with one lamp upon it, but one stand with one stalk plus six branchings that produce another six lamps. So altogether, you have seven lamps. This is quite complicated. The first impressing point is a lampstand, yet it's a tree. Why? Because you have the calyxes, uh, the knobs, and you have the buds, and you have the blossoms. Only a tree has the buds, and only a plant can have some blossom. So by these two things, we are made more than clear that this lampstand is a tree. It is a tree because it buds, it blossoms. Eventually, the entire view of this stand is a tree. This kind of a presentation, a kind of expression to present the thought to you in this way, Indicates what? Indicate the growth. Now, who is growing? Not you, nor me, but Christ. Amen. Christ is growing. He grows, not you and me, but he grows in you and me in all the branches. And then the branches apparently grow. Actually, not the branches grow, but the stand grows through the branches, within the branches. This is all together Christ's growth. Not you and me growing, but Christ. Yet Christ, in the central stock, grows by himself, in himself, and with himself. But in the six branches, he grows in you and me, by you and me, with you and me. He grows. Isn't this meaningful? You and me, we all must see a vision to such a pure extent that it is spontaneously applied to us. Very meaningful. Uh, Matt, uh, 
a number of, I think, kind of juicy points here. The first of which is, as we mentioned, going in, um, even the, the way the lampstand is fashioned points to the fact that it really is a tree. It's got buds and blossoms in these calyxes and the knobs. And these are all descriptions of parts of a, a fruit tree, or in this case, like an almond tree. So it begins, even though it's an article formed of gold, it really is pointing us to something living and organic, isn't it? Yes, Chris. And that's what's important for us to realize when we get into this message is that this is not a picture that is something told long ago without application to us today. It has a great application to us in our experience because Christ is in us as the lampstand and he wants to grow in us. And I'd like to read the title of this life study message because I think it underscores this point. It's growing, branching, budding and blossoming to shine light. And it's like you mentioned, all these aspects of the lampstand, you have growing, budding, branching, blossoming, and the purpose is to shine light. Yeah. So this is the lampstand in the tabernacle. It's a lampstand, and that lampstand is now in us. It's Christ in us. You know, the New Testament is full of this phrase, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. And this Christ in us is a lampstand who's growing. And the more he grows, the more there's light. What a wonderful picture. Let's talk about a point that he came to near near the end, and that is actually who's growing. I know as Christians, I you hear many times, gee, I feel like I'm really growing in the Lord. Or conversely, I don't feel like I'm growing. But really, the intent here is not that we grow at all, is it? No, it's not, Chris. The intent is that we have been crucified with Christ. What we are, we need to deny ourselves. What we need to do is be terminated. Watchman Nee's famous classic book, The Normal Christian Life, talks about the Christian life can only be lived by Christ in us. And someone helped me with a picture one time when they described the gospel is a seed. And when we right. preach the gospel to someone, yeah. that seed gets into them. But when you consider how small a seed is, then it takes time for that seed to grow. And over time, as that seed grows in us, it grows into something marvelous. And when you see a tree, you see something that's got a lot of time behind it, a lot of sun, a lot of water, a lot of growth. Well, that's what you see in a Christian over time. You see growth. But it's not their growth. It's the growth of Christ in them. Right. I like that point very much. And I think that where we're at today is what needs to take place? In other words, what's the condition, the environment, the atmosphere in which this growth can take place at the fastest and most productive rate? So I think we'll get some help on that in this next portion. There's a verse here that he alludes to. I'm not sure if we'll hear him actually read the verse, so I thought I would mention it before we begin. And that's in Psalm. And this is, uh, I think this is the King James Version, but it talks about the psalmist said, it was painful, too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood. Here was one like us, often perplexed, confused, not understanding what God is doing, essentially. But he got the help when he found his way into the sanctuary. And I think we'll see that's meaningful in this coming portion. Shining in the holy place. That is in the church. Who is the church? Who is not the church? It all depends upon when you come into the meeting. Is there a lampstand shining, full of light, or just darkness? I like 
a verse in Psalm 73. The psalmist was in a certain situation that bothered him, perplexed him, puzzled him to the uttermost. When he thought about it, it was painful to him. He couldn't understand, but when he entered into the sanctuary of God, that means the holy place, understood I. What does that mean? I got the light. When I entered into the sanctuary of God, the light was there. I got clear. Saints, couldn't you testify to the same thing? Many times, many times, something was puzzling you, bothering you. When you came into a meeting, it became clear to you. The light. I must say this, dear saints, how much light there could be or there would be in our meeting. It all depends upon how much growth of Christ we would have. It all depends on what? It all depends upon how much Christ could have a way to grow through all of us. You surely can realize if we all would give the Lord a free course to grow within us daily. Then we come together. We all come into the meeting with Christ fully groaning. How about that? Light is shining here in full. Tonight, we all have to see that all the branches should give the stand a free course to grow. The more it grows, the more it blossoms, the more it shines, the more light comes out. Then what? Then when we come together, the light is brighter. And it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, Matt, uh, this lovely picture, the the psalmist got clear when he came into the sanctuary. Of course, the word sanctuary is pointing to uh, the tabernacle or the temple in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it's pointing to the church. So the lampstand is actually in the holy place. That's in the sanctuary. But I like what intensifies the light, enabling us to see and have all of our perplexing uh, misunderstandings made clear. It's a great picture, Chris. And uh, and I also appreciate this verse in Psalm 73, where it's so experiential that we can all relate to this, where we're troubled about something, and yet we come to a meeting of believers that are really growing in Christ, and Christ is growing in them. And the result of that is shining. You're with believers, and you're getting light. Your confusion is now clarified. You're not perplexed anymore. You're not troubled. You become clear. Wow. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than my problem. This is so clear. What a mercy of the Lord for such a place as the house of God. 
And in the New Testament, we know that's the church. And Witness Lee didn't mention this, but one thing that happens with the lampstand is the priest trims the wicks. And the wicks, over a period of time, if they're not burning cleanly, they will become charred. And what happens when a wick is charred is it starts to smoke. It becomes old and smoky. And sometimes we have that experience also when we get around others. We don't get clear because it's smoky. It's not that clear because of oldness and deadness. Certain things have stopped that clear shining. So I like what Witness Lee said. Where is the church? Who is the church? Where is the shining? Yeah. When you go in and they're shining, you have a registration within. This is clear. Yeah, so really, Matt, the reality of the church is wherever, as you just said, the believers are gathered and believers in whom Christ is growing uh, almost in a daily way and where they are giving him, as he said, the free course to grow and where the oldness, the burnt, charred part of the wick is being freshly trimmed away so that nothing is hindering this shining And it's really, you know, many times we pray to the Lord looking for direction or for him to reveal to us this or that. But really, in the atmosphere of this shining, the direction that we need to take becomes instantly clear. There's no need for a lot of beseeching and begging kind of prayers. Once we're in the light, so many things become clear. And this portion that we're about to enjoy begins with this matter of the light provides us the direction and it guides us into even our next stage of experience with the Lord. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Directing us to enjoy Christ as our life supply. When we enter in the holy place, light shines over us. We are all together, not in darkness. We know the directions. We know whatever's there. Right away, the shining light directs us to the table. And on the table, what do you have? You have the bread of God's presence. Surely, there, you go. Right? And get the life supply. Is this a doctrine? My, every time in a meeting, when we would be under the sign of the light, what we get? We get the life supply. Then after, the more light, more shining. This shine, more light, more shining. Leading us to enjoy Christ. To enjoy Christ further. To enjoy Christ at the table. That was the first time. Now, leads us to enjoy Christ at the fragrant frankincense of resurrection in the prayer of fellowship with God. Where is this? This is at uh, the incense altar, right? Here. On the table, you have the bread, but on the incense altar, you have mainly the frankincense. Something so sweet, so fragrant in resurrection. You have the resurrection life as the frankincense offered to God for your prayer with God. Then, guiding us into the Holy of Holies to enjoy Christ at the testimony of God with the throne of grace. 
The ark is the testimony of God. And the propitiatory cover is the throne of God. Both are Christ. And now you enjoy Christ to the uttermost. You have the top enjoyment of Christ. Firstly, you enjoy Christ as your supply, life supply at the table. Then you enjoy Christ at the Frankincense, the resurrection life, and the incense altar. Then you enjoy Christ as what? God's testimony and the throne of grace in the Holy of Holies. This is deepest and the highest experience of Christ. Christ as God's testimony and Christ as the throne of grace where God and we, when God, can commune, talk, converse, and God can infuse us with himself. And here, listen this, in the Holy of Holies, with such experience of Christ, we don't need the lampstand anymore. Now in the veil, enjoying Christ the uttermost, we have what? The Sikana glory. I tell you, the Sikana glory just equals the light that comes out of the lampstand. The light that comes out of the lampstand is just the glory. The glory and the light are two synonyms. Referring to the same thing. That is God. Matt, I really am impressed with the progression here. We started out with a confused psalmist representing us, the confused and perplexed believers, and the light not only makes us clear, but it directs us initially to the bread of the presence. You and I did a program a few days back on this matter of the showbread table and how it was related to the ark in the Holy of Holies. And there was some connection there made at that time, experientially, between these two places. But I think it's developed in a way here today that makes it even much more clear, doesn't it? Yes, Chris. And just to reiterate, when we get into the holy place and the light is shining, the first thing it leads us to is the showbread table. There's a life supply. We enjoy the Lord in his word as food, and it feeds us. We get fed and supplied. And then initially, the next phase is it transfers us to the incense altar. In the tabernacle journey, God's bringing us on this journey in the tabernacle, in our experience. The next step in this journey is to reach the incense altar. After we get the light and we receive the supply of the bread, we go to the incense altar. And as Witness Lee described, at that altar, we experience Christ as the frankincense, Christ as the incense. And then eventually, that ushers us into the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Testimony is, with the propitiation place. And this represents the throne of grace. So as Christians, you know, it says in Hebrews 4.16 that we should come forward to the throne of grace. That's what this picture is describing, what the New Testament says in words. We're coming forward to the throne of grace. And when we get into the Lord's presence in the Holy of Holies, at the throne of grace, we're now in the Shekinah glory of God, and we're receiving 
direct shining from the Lord, and it's past the lampstand. We no longer need the lampstand because we're in the Lord's presence, and He's shining in us in a way that I don't know how to describe it other than it's awesome. Yeah, let's review. We've got a little time here. Even the entirety of the tabernacle. There are the three sections which we've touched in previous programs. You've got the outer court, which is in the open air. In other words, it's under the daylight. It's under the light of the sun. The natural light is there. Well, you come into the holy place, the first chamber of the actual tabernacle. There are no windows there. There's no skylight. There's no natural light. The only light there comes from the lampstand, which is really, as we saw, Christ himself and the shining, the burning of the oil, which represents the Spirit of God. Now, as we progress further in the Holy of Holies, there's no window, there's no skylight, neither is there a lampstand. There's just this ark of the testimony. And over it, built into this propitiation cover, are these cherubim with their wings spread, spanning the entirety of the of the cover of the ark, which represents God's glory. Those cherubim with their wings out, that's God's glory. And once the blood is sprinkled there, so God's righteousness is satisfied, then his glory, his very presence, fills that place, that chamber. Now he himself becomes the very light, the Shekinah glory. This is just so marvelous. It's at times like this when I'm just just so grateful to the Lord that we have such a tour guide on this journey through the tabernacle related to our experience. It reminds me of a, a caller called us once and said, you say on your radio program the word marvelous too many times. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Probably as, guilty. Yeah. As we get into this, this is marvelous. It, it is. And, and you, as you were describing the Holy of Holies and the cherubim and the blood sprinkled on the propitiation place and the Shekinah glory shining, that's marvelous. It is. And then to add to that, a verse in Exodus says, and I will speak to you between the cherubim. We all need to have this experience where we come forward to the throne of grace and he speaks to us. You know, Matt, there's another word that comes to mind that uh, perhaps we don't overuse, but has been overused in today's modern culture, but is absolutely fitting here. And that is awesome. Amen. This description is awesome. And so is the experience. Well, I hope we've been able, Chris, today to uh, convey to our listeners this awesomeness of our wonderful triune God that's entered into every believer as the blossoming, budding lampstand to grow in us, to shine in us, and to eventually lead us into his presence in the Shekinah glory. I'd like to be there and listening to him as he's speaking with us between those cherubim and even meeting with him, as it says, face to face. Amen. This really is the portion of every born-again, redeemed child of God. Matt's been an honor for us both to be able to handle this kind of ministry today. I look forward to our next time together. Amen. Me too. And thank you for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find more about these two 20th century New Testament ministers, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, that's lsm.org. 
www.ghostmovie.org. Thank you for listening today. Thank you.